This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Tour. Back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Arsenal News Show. Joining you every morning at 8 a.m. UK time. Thank you so much for making this, as always, a part of your morning routines. Good morning to all of you joining us live in the chat box. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Let's join uh, people who managed to get in there first this morning, which is fantastic to see, as always. Marcus, good morning to you. To Carl Harrison, Yomi, Kabir, good morning. Olu, Martin, Alex, uh, Yomi. Uh, we've got uh, Gary Griffin, Louis, Dan. Dave, Amira, Paul, Rich. We've got uh, NSW, Damien, Roy, uh, Blackshine as well. There's so many uh, people joining us, as always, so consistently, and uh, so many familiar faces that are really committed to making this a great place. And it's always great to see some brand new names in the chat box as well. Damien joining us at 2 a.m. in Jamaica. That shows you the level uh, of commitment that goes on from some of you. Fantastic. Thank you so much. As always, um, we managed to get over a thousand likes on yesterday's video, which is an incredible achievement considering it's still the international break. Um, so if we can try and smash this one over a thousand likes as well, that would be pretty darn awesome. So fingers crossed. Um, let's see if we can get uh, over a thousand likes on today's video. Um, jumping in, of course, to today's stories then. And I'm hoping that you can see me. Do let me know in the chat box. For some reason, StreamYard's telling me I've got zero viewers right now, even though I can see all of you uh, there in the chat box. So I'm hoping that you can see. If for some reason people are saying no, tell them that they uh, that they need to refresh their streams for some reason. Um, but yes, we start off uh, with news of the new artwork up at the Emirates Stadium. Uh, courtesy picture here of George Bird on Twitter. Uh, basically showing the the youth aspect of Arsenal. It's a really, really nice photo depicting players uh, that, of course, have gone through the youth academy uh, from the men's and the women's teams, progressing through the youth academy and coming out the other side. Jack Wilshere features one of the most recent um, examples. There's no uh, Bakaya Saka or Emil Smith-Rowe. Uh, it's my understanding that the club have been kind of keen to avoids current players on the the artworks around the stadium because the idea is that these will be redone every kind of 10 years so obviously when they do the next artworks in a decade's time 
there'll be more features of, of players from, say, teams that like we have now with Mikel Arteta. That's why Mikel Arteta is not on the outside of the stadium because I think there's an aspect of what if those players were to leave? Say you have Smith Rowe on the stadium and then he goes and signs for Spurs, you know, something like that. So that's my understanding of the situation. But yeah, there's a number of players there. You can see uh, Charlie George, uh, Wilshere, David O'Leary, uh, Rachel Yankee, Liam Brady, plenty more as well. Um so, yeah, it's fantastic to see another piece of artwork that you can go and visit at the Emirates Stadium at your next opportunity. Um, Arsenal's new home kit has been leaked. Uh, and we kind of, I think this was kind of a leaked before, but there's now been some adjustments made. Uh, as you can tell, the Fly Emirates um, situation with the, uh, the what's it called, the sponsorship on the front uh, is now white. That was previously gold in some of the previous suggestions of what the kit would be. Um, and overall, we can see that it's kind of a lightning bolt effect moving down the middle, a very thin effect in the background of the torso section of the shirt as well. There's gold trim on the sleeves and there's gold uh, lines where the Adidas lines <clears throat> on the shoulders where you can see on the shirt I'm wearing, we've got the uh, kind of the navy blue ones on the pink third kit. That's now gold. And the, the sleeves are completely white, taking over above the shoulders as well. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, that looks like what is going to be the uh, the brand new uh, home kits for the new season. Um, we'll obviously get confirmation of that in the weeks and months to come. But I kind of like this a lot more than I was liking it in some of the earlier photos that were being released, which is really good news. Um, some of the old ones weren't particularly great photos. I think it looks really good. The gold on it is, as far as I'm aware, meant to um, kind of represent the 20-year anniversary of the Invincibles winning the gold Premier League trophy. And it would be great to see a gold Premier League winner's patch on that kit for next season, wouldn't it, if Arsenal were able to pick up um, a victory in the t uh, in the title race this season? We'll have to wait and see if that ends up happening. Now, there's been some uh, concerns for Leeds ahead of Arsenal's game against them on Saturday. Both uh, Nyonto and Maxi Verba are doubts for Leeds United, who both picked up injuries whilst away on international duty. Uh, Nyonto was replaced after just 22 minutes in Italy's game with Malta, in which they won 2-0. But Nyonto's probably been the most impressive player in the Leeds team of late, and he supposedly is not going to be, or at least is going to be a significant doubt for Leeds on Saturday. So that's, I suppose, a bit of a boost for Arsenal. But uh, there are expectations, according to The Athletic, that they aren't serious injuries. So who knows? They could still pop up in the team. We'll have to wait and see. Now, a piece that I dedicated some time to yesterday was in response to a lot of suggestions that Declan Rice is overrated or he's not technically good enough. I thought I would go on a bit of a myth-busting uh, route yesterday. And so on football.london, which you can find the article on my page, if you just go to football.london, I think it probably is one of the most uh, high-rated pieces on the website. Yeah, it's second on the website at the moment uh, on the right-hand side of the page. So you can find it there. I will leave a link to it as well right now in the chat box that I read too but the idea basically was around the the fact that a lot of people feel that Declan Rice is a bit um for some reason overrated not technically good enough um and for me I think that's a bit of an oversight on what Declan Rice brings and so I thought I would go into the actual kind of statistics the numbers behind that to see if there's any evidence to back up these suggestions and it turns out not really. Um, Declan Rice comes out really well in terms of take-ons, in terms of controlling the ball, uh, the lack of miscontrols that he has compares to Caicedo, his progression of the ball in which and way he's, he's press-resistant, the way he takes the ball to the opposition when in possession. Um, so if you have had your um, feelings about Rice or you feel he's overrated or he's not technically good enough, 
I would recommend um, you going and uh, and checking out that piece. So please do indeed give that a listen. Uh, Marcus, isn't it Sunday? No, the Arsenal game, as far as I'm aware, is on Saturday, unless I'm going to have to change all of my plans, but I'm pretty sure Arsenal-Leeds is on Saturday. It is, 3 o'clock Saturday, not being shown on UK television, so do bear that in mind. Uh, I'll be at the Emirates, so if you need any updates from the game, I'll be doing the live blog from the Emirates Stadium on Football London so you can find all the updates there. Uh, Bad news, hopefully not too bad news, um, because uh, unfortunately uh, Thomas Partey is, well, we haven't got official confirmation of this. All we have is uh, Hewton. Uh, talking specifically about uh, a small injury which they felt in the Ghana national team was too risky for them to play Partey in Ghana's match yesterday. Hopefully this isn't too bad. Uh, You can see the picture on your screen now of the medical staff applying strapping to what appears to be his thigh, um, which obviously is an area that he has consistently injured on numerous occasions. We don't know the extent of the injury. We don't know if he comes back, if there's going to be any issue with him playing against Leeds on Saturday. We will have to wait and see. But uh, I really, really hope um, that obviously this is not uh, a serious problem because he is important to what Arsenal are looking to achieve in the last 10 games. And we missed Partey in the last 10 games of last season and it had a significant impact on um, on what was obviously going on uh, in our hope of qualifying for the Champions League. Uh, if he isn't available, of course, I have complete faith in Jorginho being the guy to come in and provide cover in that area. Um, but also, the irony is here, obviously, with Tom Yasu injured, Partey went and played it right back in their last in Arsenal's last game against Crystal Palace. Um, and also, obviously, that meant that Partey was kind of being used right back to deputise if Ben White needs to come off. If we lose Partey, that's another option that we lose out on that Arteta was potentially considering to cover that area. So we got to keep our fingers crossed here. We'll hear from Mikel Arteta at the end of this week in his press conference and then find out how uh, bad any injury that it is there is. Um, but all I'm saying right now is don't panic. Uh, Chris Houston saying it's a small injury and they didn't want to risk him. I don't think I'd risk him against Leeds if we can help it, because obviously we're going to need him when we travel up to Anfield. And our headline story of the day, according to Sammy Mottbell of the Mail, uh, Saka is set to earn a maximum £300,000 per week contract, uh, around £15 million a year. Uh, this is going to be signed, uh, if not now, very, very soon. And we should hear confirmation of his brand new contract, hopefully before the end of the season, uh, which will be a significant boost and a big boost to the fan base. And of course, that would bring a bit of a lift uh, if we even needed more of a lift to the team. Um, But what I want you to be absolutely clear on is this is not a £300,000 per week base contract. This is a £300,000 per week maximum contract. What I mean by that is that he's probably earning uh, an estimated £100,000 £90,000 per week and then the extra £110,000 per week on top of that are made up in bonuses, appearances, uh, goal bonuses, potential league wins. Everything that goes with that can lead up and build up to the £15 million per year. But it's a £10 million per year contract with a £5 million plus per year bonus fee on top of that depending on what Saka achieves throughout the campaign. So for those that want to make the comparisons with Ozil, with Aubameyang, just remember that there is significant bonuses attached to this contract. But still, part of, uh, sorry, Saka does indeed become Arsenal's uh, highest paid player 
uh, with this brand new deal. Going above that of Gabriel Jesus, who is expected to be on around £220,000 per week. Gabriel Martinelli's contract took him up close to £200,000 per week. And of course, we're hoping to hear news of William Saliba's brand new contract as well, which hopefully we will also hear about before the end of the season. It is a big, big fee uh, that we are obviously giving and paying to Bukayo Saka. Hopefully, it's a long-term contract. I feel as though, you know, that the initial five-year extension that would take him up to 2029, I'm hoping that this is a deal all the way through to 2030. That's what we've got to hope that this deal provides because when you pay someone this amount of money, you're hoping that it's going to be for a long period of time and we've started to see really significantly long contracts as well given to players like Mudrick at Chelsea, eight-year deals, Enzo Fernandez. So hopefully this is the same case with Arsenal and Saka. So let's wait and see what happens. Um, but a big, big news for that. Fantastic that Saka is indeed going to be staying and all the rival fans that have been suggesting that uh, <laughs> Arsenal should, well, clubs like Real Madrid and Barcelona should be looking to try and sign him on a free in January of, ne of next year. I'm afraid you're going to be very disappointed because the star boy is here to stay. Okay, let's go to part two then and your questions right after this. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes at McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Now, you can also get your hands, as I always say, on our TGT non-profit merch that goes to help support uh, Cancer Macmillan support and the Arsenal Foundation as well. Uh, thank you to everybody that's already ordered theirs. Uh, I got some pictures through of some of the ideas and so did our members of what's going to be happening in closer to the summertime of potential other items that we're going to be looking to to sell out to try and raise more money for charity as well. And our members in our Discord server have been giving their thoughts and opinions on some of those. It's really good, I think, to get that feedback off you guys um, because obviously you guys are the people that are going to be interested in getting hold of them. So uh, we've talked about uh, bronze and gold, kind of the hats that reflect on the away kit. We've talked about phone cases. People talked about, obviously, with this being an 8am show, it makes sense to have a mug um, as well, but uh, it depends on, on pricing and stuff like that. But uh, with it being a morning show, a mug obviously does make a lot of sense. So you can have your mug and watch this mug. So uh, <laughs> hopefully we can get some more information on that very soon. But again, thank you to everybody that's helped supporting some great causes. As soon as we get to our first quarter, I'll let you know what our total for the first uh, donation is. We're doing like quarterly donations throughout the year. So as soon as we have that, uh, I'll let you know what it is. Um, okay, let's go to the chat box then and take some of your questions this morning. Um, Marcus says, is Bailey on £300,000 per week in his new job? I hope he's doing well and guesting on here soon. Uh, Bailey is doing very well. 
he's enjoying his new job and I'm sure you'll see Bailey on here soon. We're certainly keeping in touch. It's a shame we don't work together anymore, but uh, he's doing fantastically and he's very happy where he is, which is what I'm uh, most importantly concerned about. So yeah, good, fair play to that man. And you'll see him on here very, very soon, I'm sure. Um, Marcus says, a new prize is a signed... Look, no one needs a signed TGT cap. Imagine going around wearing a signed cap from me. You know, no one needs that. What I have thought about, though, is that the ones going to America, because obviously when we go to Chicago... And I should say, as far as I was told yesterday, there was only a handful of tickets left. So if you're planning on coming to Chicago on the 21st of April, 22nd of April, and you've not yet bought your tickets for Gunapalooza, you need to get them now. Because if you don't, you are going to miss out. I was told yesterday there's only a handful of tickets left. For those that are coming, I was planning on bringing kind of an exclusive TGT cap. I need to speak to Liv, uh, the the person who's helping us out with uh, our merchandise and see if we can do that. Potentially like a red, white, and blue one, if that's even possible. I don't know if you can like embroid different colors, but maybe a red, white, and blue uh, logo on the front of the cap would be quite fun to take out to America exclusively for those people that are going to be attending the event so they can try and get hold of one. Um, so there you go. Uh, let's go to boom, 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 boom. Uh, Big White Clock says, uh, way more deserving of the big bucks is Saka than our previous 300K plus beneficiaries. I can't say I don't disagree with that. I think certainly uh, Abamyang and Ozil were in the end less deserving of those big deals. Hopefully, Saka just continues on the form of what we've expected. I think this is the right way of doing it. You think about you're investing a lot of money in a young player that's only going to get better rather than a player that's arguably only going to get worse because they're already past their 30th birthday. And back then, that was kind of what the trend had had shown to be. Uh, now things are very different, of course, but I still think this is the right way about doing it. Um, let's go to boom, 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 boom. Uh, Jason says 300k per week is for star boy and his value for money at that price. If you think about it, how much money would it take to replace Bukayo Saka? And I, I mean, the answer is, I, I don't think there is an answer. <laughs> you know, I don't think there is an answer for that question because I don't think there's anyone in the world that could do that. So 10 to 15 million pounds a year to keep hold of the best right winger in the world, I think is an absolute bargain. Because no matter what you're going to have to pay for a new winger, you're going to have to pay them significant wages as well. So it's financially just makes so much sense for Arsenal. Um, boom, boom, boom. AFC Till I Die says, could Partey's injury be more to do with the fact that Arsenal's medical team are being overly safe? Of course, we know that one of the Arsenal medical staff did travel out uh, with Partey to Ghana. That's usually, that's a very common thing that Arsenal do. It's not just with Partey, it happens with a lot of players. Um, there would have been recommendations. They would be doing everything they can to to um, protect the player and to protect him from potential injury. Injuries can still happen no matter what. Even if you could send out a fleet of people with Partey, it doesn't mean that uh, he's going to be avoiding injury, but uh, hopefully it's not too much of a problem. Uh, Girish says, what do you think about signing Marco Asensio on a free transfer so he can be a good backup option to Saka and also cover other various positions? You know, it's not a too bad idea to sign him on a free. I'm not sure I'd have bought him on a permanent deal uh, and invest in him, uh, even though I'm a big, big fan of Asensio. His injuries are a bit of a concern, and he's kind of dipped in form since recovering from that significant knee injury he actually suffered against Arsenal in preseason a few years ago. But on a free deal, maybe someone that we could consider, but maybe there's better options out there that are more stylistically suited to that right-wing position closer to Saka. Um, let's go to boom, boom, boom. Martin says, I'd love to go to Chicago, but I go on holiday on the Monday, so it'd be a bit of a rush. Well, Martin, 
Uh, I'm sorry we will miss you, uh, but I hope you're a fantastic holiday. Um, DJan says, Tom, what about a signed uh, cap from Kevin Campbell for your Chicago auction? It's not a bad idea. I'm sure Kev would be more than happy uh, to sign the cap and uh, and help for charity. Thank you for the uh, the idea. I love that. I'll certainly consider it and speak to Sophie. I'm speaking to Sophie tonight. As I tell you, there is no 8am show like this tomorrow, but there is going to be the Eat Sleep Arsenal repeat podcast that will drop at 8am. It'll be a premiere, so there'll be a live chat. Make sure for those joining and people are going, is this live? Why is Tom not taking any questions? Because it'll be pre-recorded in there. But obviously, um, you guys that are in the chat box will obviously be telling people it's not live and that they can't ask questions because we're pre-recording it tonight. Reason being is I'm going to the hospital tomorrow for something. Not particularly happy about it. A little bit worried about it, but don't worry too much about me. It's just me being scared. It's nothing. It's nothing. It's just one of those where you're like, the procedure's a bit scary. Um, but uh, I should be fine. I'm sure I'll be fine <laughs> and I'll be back with you on Thursday. Um, let's go to Ben. He says, hey, Tom, question. There's been a lot of talk about Rice and improving the midfield, but don't we need some cover for Saka, uh, who could be possible? Um, I think we arguably do. I think Nelson's position, obviously, and his contract situation is going to have an impact on on maybe what we do with Marquinhos. Uh, Marquinhos is a player that's done pretty well since moving to Norwich on loan. He got a goal and an assist on his first start and has continued to get some minutes. But uh, yeah, he's certainly a player that we need to, I think we need to be considerate of what we're going to be doing that right-hand side because I think Saka does need, especially with Champions League football next season, someone to push him. There's an argument that Trossard maybe could do that. There's an argument even that Jesus could do that if you wanted him to. So maybe we have the option to back up Saka already um let's go to thanks guys appreciate all the kind words you're putting in the chat box no i'm not having the snip martin i haven't even had kids yet jesus <laughs> uh maximia says hey tom uh which side of the fence are you on southgate's comments on marcus rashford missing out on international fixtures even we may have to protect players like saka similarly in the future uh southgate rashford okay let's go to boom, 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 boom. Um, Rashford, who withdrew after picking up a knock in the FA Cup win over Fulham, has since jetted off to New York with his partner, which has divided opinion. The forward has now missed five of England's last six non-tournament internationals. And Cascarino, Tony Cascarino, talks about believes his decision won't sit well with Southgate. He said the manager's not pleased with that. Why would he be with his withdrawal? How can you decide on a player if he's not present and he's not been present enough? England weren't aware of the trip to New York and that is going to frustrate Gareth. He wants ultimate loyalty. I've not heard anything from Southgate. Uh, the England boss then went on to say his focus was on the current squad, but wouldn't want the United would want would have wanted the United man if possible. Once Marcus is ruled out of the squad, it's entirely up to him how he spends his time, he says. The players don't get a lot of breaks, and I'm sure some of them will be playing off to tomorrow's game if they get 48 hours off with the schedule as it is. We are always linking with clubs on scans and assessments. There is also how there is also how every individual player feels, so there is not a lot involved. I'm always working with the players on that best solution uh, for them, and of course, we always want the players we want uh, to work with uh, as often as we can. And if every squad we have, we always lose a couple. My focus then has to be on the group that are here and how do we win the games. Uh, Southgate added that Marcus is in good form and we'd love to have had him in the squad as an option for this camp, but we haven't got him. Um, I mean... There's not really much in there. He's obviously gone to New York. If he's injured, he's injured. Some injuries stop you from playing and allow you to travel. Some don't. Um I just think that if he then plays for Man United this weekend and starts that game, 
that's not a great look, is it? So, yeah, let's see if he plays for Man United at the weekend before we have an opinion on that. Uh, Man Manu says, where is Mohamed Elneny? Still injured. Um, he had successful knee surgeries, probably out for the rest of the season. Maybe be back for the last couple if we're lucky. Um, but, yeah, very... Very, very difficult to see uh, to see that. Uh, no, I'm not having a baby. <laughs> you think I wouldn't be worried about that type of procedure, would you? It's, it's, uh... <laughs> no, I am certainly not. Amira says, I saw you said Saliba could play right back if White's not available. I've also seen that uh, Kieran Tierney at left back and Zinni right back considering his free role. How much does this really matter since we tend to play with two slash three in possession? Um, in possession, I think... We do play with three, with a three. Saliba is the reason why I'm, I move him over Zinchenko. Zinchenko needs to stay at left back. Needs to play in that position. The one that I, you know, I'd rather move Tierney over Zinchenko personally. Uh, Zinchenko, uh, sorry, Tierney has played right back for Scotland in the past, so it's not that he's not ever been familiar with that role. But I think Saliba fits the bill more. I think it changes the least amount of like cogs in the machine, if you will, because Rob Holding just comes into right centre back and you stick him there, and then you have Zinchenko playing on the left hand side. So. Yeah, I think that's the way forwards. Uh, Christian says, great work, Tom, as always. Thanks, mate. Any news on Saliba? Still no, unfortunately. Uh, no news on Saliba's situation uh, and his injury again. We won't likely hear much until we hear from Arteta at the end of this week in his next press conference. That's probably when we'll hear something about that. Um, SJ Gunner says, what do you think about signing Nico Williams, Declan Rice and Fresneda within that 150 million? Uh, that is potentially possible. Declan Rice, I reckon you'll be able to get for around that 70 million price tag. Uh, Nico Williams is expected to have around a 40 million buyout clause. Uh, and Ivan Fresneda has supposedly been able to get for around 15 million or so. Maybe that will rise in the summer. We'll have to see. But uh, if you Arsenal sign those three players, I think that that's a very good foundation for your summer you brought in the midfielder that competes you brought in a forward that competes and you've brought in a fullback that gives you something different I still think there's options at forward depending on what happens with uh, following Balogun and I think that we need to consider a, a right-sided centre-back as well but there are things that need to be done but um yeah, no, it's not a colonoscopy. I shouldn't have said anything. You guys are just coming up with the weirdest suggestions now. Certainly not. Um, I don't know it's easier. I'm just having an MRI on my heart. That's that's all that's going on. But it's like one of those procedures where they give you like a drug that speeds your heart up, heart up really fast. And they chuck you in an MRI machine and basically like you sit there whilst your heart's doing like 300 beats per minute. Um that's why it's scary. <laughs> I'm just not good in those tight spaces, especially when your heart's doing that kind of speed. So there you go. That's If you were so desperate to know, that's what it is, if that stops these strange allegations that are now coming out. Um, let's go to Philip, who says, what's your, your favourite home kit and third kit? We know the new black kit is the, uh, is the second. Yes, it is. Uh, my favourite home kit... Um, my favourite home kit, I think, is uh, if you go back to the 2012-13 season, um, which is when we signed Olivier Giroud. Uh, it's also the summer we let Robin Van Persie leave. It was like a uh, red and white, and then it had a thick kind of navy trim on the sleeves. Uh, and that was the season that I first managed to get to an Arsenal game for the first time. So that's why that home kit will mean... A hell of a lot to me and Olivier Giroud is on the back of that shirt I have that somewhere um but that's that that would be my that would be my favorite home kit um and uh the third kit 
I like this kit, to be honest. The pink kit's quite nice, but there are other ones that have been better. We had one that was like the, the kit that we always lost in. Do you remember that? It was like a really dark navy blue, and then it had a white, gold, and turquoise diagonal stripe at the bottom of the kit. I liked that kit. I also really liked the one from the uh, Ludogorets Urzil goal, which was like the navy with the neon yellow trim i never got that shirt for some reason i don't know why i just managed never would have got it that season but that also was a, a really really nice kit um i think that was a third kit uh in that competition so i think that probably would be that one you can tell there's a theme appearing here they're always kind of black or close to black colors uh with my favorite third kits but yeah that certainly was it um Let's go. <laughs> he always says, why do you need men to speed up your heart rate? Just watch Mustafi's defending. That should do the job. Oh, dearie me. Um, <laughs> uh, KW3 says, you can't beat the old JVC kits. Yeah, some of the retro ones are really nice. And the yellow one, obviously the bruised banana kit, are people, a lot of people like. But obviously, I'm speaking from my era of watching football. I really like those kits. But uh, I kind of go off what I watched in the flesh rather than what I've seen Arsenal do in the past, watching tapes and, and historical videos of the club, even though I really like those kits. You know, I think that's, for me, when I was able to go to games, when I grew up a little bit, you know, that's that started when I really started appreciating the shirts. I love the 2006 um, yellow kit as well that took us to the Champions League final. You know, Thierry Henry scoring in the Bernabeu, that yellow kit was my first ever Arsenal kit. Um, so I, that holds certainly a special place in my heart as well. I, I, I think I lost it as a kid, which makes me feel so horrible inside. But that was my first ever um, Arsenal kit. And it's somewhere. It'll be somewhere at my parents' house, I'm sure. Uh, just kind of tucked away in loads of boxes. That's where it'll be. Hopefully I can find it again one day. Um, and um, oh, the all-white all FA Cup defeat of Forest. That's not really a first, second or third kit. That's obviously the uh, the campaign against knife crime um, kit, which is the um, No More Red style kit, which I, you know, I'm not a fan of the design because it's very Spurs-like, uh, you know, if you go all-white. But uh, Obviously, the messaging behind it is very, very important. Uh, Yomi says, let's bring back long sleeves. No, not a fan of long sleeves, even though I know that's Thierry and rescoring in the Bernabeu is that long sleeve kit, but uh, not not a fan of long sleeve kits. Never, ever have been. Um, what was the kit the day you were born? Arsenal home shirt, 1994-95. What was that kit? Was that the... Um, I think that was the the uh, lightning bolt away kit, the JVC one, which, you know, I probably should try and get hold of one of those one day, seeing as it was the year I was born was that kit. Um, Arsenal 1994 away shirt. Yeah, that is, that is the lightning bolt kit, the JVC one. Uh, but they're very, very nice. But uh, some of the genuine, like the genuine runs rather than the, uh, the remakes are very, very expensive um, to now find. Oh, I don't know what the home kit was. Arsenal 92 to 94 home shirt. Um, again, I think that's from 93, 94. I don't know what the 94, 95 one. Arsenal history kits is like something I like Danny would certainly be looking at. Arsenal kit history. Right, let me share my screen. I feel like this is this is how we go with this because otherwise you're just staring at a screen and it's not very exciting for you at all. So let me share my screen with you. Arsenal kit history. 
we're going to end the show on this. It's always a nice, fun bit to end the show on something random. So, uh, yes, yeah, so obviously this is the, the kits uh, for this season and then the goalkeepers. That was last season. Let me show you what my... What season was... I liked that third kit, the 1923rd kit. That was quite nice. Um, where is this one? So, 1617 Arsenal third kit. That uh, navy blue and yellow one was quite nice. Quite like the away kit that season as well. That was the Alexis... I mean, Alexis Sanchez scoring in that one a few times. Um, this one here, this third kit, the 1516 one was quite nice. Um, I had this third kit, 1415... This is the home kit. So that's the home kit for my first season uh, as an Arsenal, not as an Arsenal fan. First season I ever went to a game um, was that home kit. So I have that one with Olivier Giroud on the back. 12-13 it was, but we kept it during the 13-14 season. Weird that we kept the same home kit for two seasons in a row. Very strange indeed. Uh, and then what else do we have? Uh, where is, oh, we had the, cent, uh, is it the centenary kit? I think they called it. Um or 125 years, maybe, uh, with the the different logo on the back, which is the first time we saw Mikel Arteta. I think that's the shirt we had when we saw Mikel Arteta. And I have that away kit with kind of the diagonal stripe. Uh, that was quite nice. Um, but yeah, let's scroll down to what I... Obviously, this was a this 0506. But that 0506 away kit was my first Arsenal kit. And then I've got to go all the way back to 94. Okay, so it was the Lightning Bolt um, home kit as well. Yeah, a very rare kit to be able to find, but the uh, home and away kits were very nice. And the third kit as well, the lightning bolts down. I never remember us playing in that. Never seen clips of that kit. But yeah, I'm going to have to try and pick one of those two up as the year of my birth when Arsenal play. But yeah, a lot of people like this JVC away kit from uh, from 93-94 and obviously the bruised banana kit in 92-93. Uh, Kevin Campbell scored a few very nice goals in that kit as well. Okay, um, let's round the show off there. Thank you so much, guys, everybody that's tuned into today's show. I don't know why StreamYard's only showing me that we apparently have one listener on Twitch. It's not showing me any of the YouTube listeners, but I can see so many of you are there. Please do drop a like on the video. It means so much to me when you do. We hit over a 1,000 yesterday, so it'd be amazing if you could somehow help us out to hit that target again today. That'd be absolutely brilliant. Um, thank you to everybody that's tuned in. Really appreciate your time. And uh, as I said, there won't be a news show live tomorrow morning, but there will be um, there will be a uh, Eat Sleep Arsenal repeat podcast dropping at 8am UK time. So you will still have a show to listen to in the morning. So we'll be putting that out for you tomorrow. Thank you for listening. Have a fantastic day. I will see you live again on Thursday. And of course, I'll see you tomorrow morning with the Eat Sleep Arsenal Repeat podcast. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.